Well, some of the crowd are on the pitch. What's going on, guys? This is Gary. It is Sunday, April 30, 2017, and we're going to talk some soccer today. Uh, Josh is not available to join me, so for better or worse, you will be listening to me for the next little bit. Let's go ahead and jump into this, guys. Um, interesting game week um, that we had here in game week 35. So before we get into Game week 36, which is a double game week for a couple teams. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and recap what happened um, here in this game week. I should note that, um, before we get into it, that some of the, the points and stuff that I'm mentioning um, are only good really through... Sunday's matches, so I'm recording this on Sunday evening, and I know that there's still a match to be played, so a couple of teams that have not yet played, so things certainly could change um, between now and after that match is played, but let's go ahead and tell you a little bit about how our fantasy team did this week. You know, we went into the the weekend actually feeling really, really good. Um, We... Took a bit of a gamble and put Jesus in to start, which paid off for us, which was nice. So it was nice to take a little gamble. Other things that we thought were pretty certain um, really kind of hurt us a little bit. We'll go ahead and start with Crystal Palace. Um, We had Ward on defense and Benteke up top. Both of them only managed to get us a point each. So Crystal Palace... I believe lost by two goals um, and failed to score any um, in their match on Saturday. <clears throat> so that hurts. So Ward gets us hardly anything. And on the opposite end of the pitch, Benteke with the same. So that was a bit of a letdown. <clears throat> so let's go position by position then. So we had De Gea in goal. Man, you were looking good. Um, they were up by a goal with, I guess, about 10 or so minutes left to play against Swansea. So starting to see that uh, that the points have already been added for a clean sheet for De Gea and also had Bailly right in front of him on defense. So got pretty excited about that. And then, of course, Sigurdsson hits a beautiful free kick uh, to knot it up at one apiece. So De Gea loses all of those uh, clean sheet points. Um, still manages to get three, three points total, um, which isn't horrible. But we had Jakupovic, um, who had a phenomenal match for Hall, um, sitting on our bench with 14 points. So wish I we either would have started Jakupovic ahead of De Gea, or maybe De Gea wouldn't have played at all, and we would have just automatically had Jakupovic and his points come in. So we get three points from De Gea. One from Ward, as I mentioned. Six from Daniels of Bournemouth, so that was nice. And then six from Bailly. Even though a goal was was scored against Man U, uh, Bailly had come off injured right around the 60th minute, so gets credit for uh, two points for enough minutes played, and then, of course, gets credit when he leaves the field and there's still a clean sheet. On In the midfield, Eden Hazard, 
gets us five points, not too bad. Joshua King with uh, the lone goal for Bournemouth gets us 11. Christian Eriksen gets us six, and De Bruyne only gets us two. So everyone in our midfield other than De Bruyne did quite well. In the front, we mentioned that Benteke only got us one point. Our other forwards did better. Harry Kane, who was our captain, got us 10. And then uh, Gabriel Jesus, <clears throat> with a goal as well, gets us six points. So that gamble paid off quite nicely, um, which I'm excited about. Now, of course, again, this is all Watford and Liverpool have not yet played. So, so things could change to a degree, but where we sit right now... Where our points are, we have 57 points. There still may be some bonus points left to come. Maybe Kane gets something or Ericsson. But as of right now, we're at 57 points. Uh, the high is 82, and the average is 11, which seems quite low. But you know, we're on the higher end of <clears throat> where points sit right now. But again, things could change there. So hopefully you and your team uh, did better than us, And uh, but I think there were a lot of surprises. Saturday was a very low-scoring day, which I think hurt a lot of players. Definitely a lack of goals on Saturday, which if you had a goalkeeper or defenders playing on teams that didn't have a goal scored against them, then you're sitting pretty. Um, mentioned that Jakupovich had a, a clean sheet for Hull. He got 14 points, so uh, which is phenomenal. So if you played him, or maybe you have him on your bench and you need a bench boost, congratulations. Um, Josh King of Bournemouth, I mentioned, that we have on our team, had the only goal of his match, gets 11 points from that. Um, Leicester City and West Brom. Vardy has the lone goal for Leicester City, gets 9 points, um, which another... One goal match. <clears throat> Disappointment of the weekend, I already mentioned, is Crystal Palace offense and defense in a nil to two loss to Burnley. Um, I think coming off of the weekend <clears throat> that Crystal Palace had last weekend, they look great. They're playing at home, and I think more people than just me expected them to have a better performance than they did. Moving on to Sunday. Um, Man U and Swansea, Rooney gets the lone goal for Man U off a penalty kick. And again, we were looking like we were going to have clean sheet for De Gea. And then Sigurdsson with just an absolute lovely free kick from just outside the top of the box um, gets Swansea one point walking away from there. Rooney gets six points for his FPL team and Siggy gets seven points. In the Chelsea match, three different players each scored a goal. So that's Cahill, Willian, and Pedro. Gives them a, a nil to three win at Everton. Um, a goal and a clean sheet from Cahill gets him 11 points. So if you played Cahill, he did well for you. City at Middlesbrough. Jesus is back, and he gets a goal for City. Now, a lot of people were wondering... Would Aguero play if Jesus is back and he's looking strong? Would Aguero play? Aguero did play, and he gets a goal. Aguero actually, in fact, actually gets an assist, too, and he ends up with nine fantasy points. For Middlesbrough, this was a 2-2 match. Middlesbrough, Chambers, and Negredo each score a goal. I'm not sure that anyone was expecting anything like that from Middlesbrough. So if you 
played either of those Middlesbrough players, then congratulations, you got some good points. And then to wrap up Sunday, we had the North London Derby. Spurs pretty much owned Arsenal the entire match. They win 2-0 at White Hart Lane uh, behind goals from Kane and Deli Alley, um, each with eight points, I believe. And then Lloris in goal gets seven points. So if you started really anyone on Spurs, chances are you did better than sort of the standard two points. Um, Still Monday's match to go with Watford and Liverpool. So the dream team we are not 100% certain of because certainly if players in that match on Monday do well, then some of them will make the team. But as it stands right now, the dream team for game week 35 looks like this. Jakubovic in goal, and he actually is the top player in points with 14 points. On defense, we have Cahill with 14, Trippier with 9 Fonte, or Font, depending on how you want to pronounce it, with nine, and Stevens with eight. In the midfield, we have three players, Josh King, Pedro with 10, sorry, King, as I already mentioned, had 11, so King with 11, Pedro with 10, and Sigurdsson with 10. And then up top, we have Aguero with 12 points, who also got a bit of a groin injury, so keep an eye on that. Uh, Negredo with 11 points and Barnes with nine points. So there's your dream team as it stands at the end of Sunday for game week 35. Head then and jump and look ahead at game week 36. So I mentioned there are two teams that have double game week this week. Those are Arsenal and Southampton. We'll talk about more of those guys in a moment, but let's go through all of the fixtures coming up in game week 36. It actually starts on Friday, so a day earlier than normal. Be aware of that. Get your teams together. Of course, we will post on our Instagram account, which is just Let's Talk Soccer. Um, We will post what the scout selects, which a lot of people like to go by that, uh, what our selections are, and we love to get thoughts from you guys, and I know it also gives you some ideas. Direct message us if you have questions about your lineup, or you can also just put questions in the comment boxes. We try our best to respond to all those. Sometimes we can't um, because Josh has school. I have work. Kind of hard to get to everything, but we absolutely do try. Um, Okay, matches then beginning on Friday for Game Week 36. Spurs at West Ham, then moving to Saturday. Man City and Crystal Palace play. Bournemouth hosts Stoke, West Brom go to Burnley, Sunderland go to Hull, Leicester City play at home against Watford, and Swansea play at home against Everton. On Sunday, Liverpool take on Southampton at home, Arsenal play at home at Man U, which that should be an interesting match to watch, Middlesbrough on Monday go and play Chelsea. That's going to be a tough match. We'll talk more about Chelsea players, but... They're trying to lock up the league here. They're going to go all out. My money would be on Chelsea and their players. And then on Wednesday, Arsenal go to Southampton. So that is one of each of the team's two matches that weekend. All right, let's go ahead then and go a little deeper on these things. Okay, so double game weeks in week 36, Arsenal and Southampton. Some things to think about with Arsenal. They're 
they're coming off of a loss to Spurs. They haven't been playing that great lately, so just keep that in mind. I know Alexis is a fan favorite and certainly has a lot of fantasy points this season. He has not been in great form lately. So the way it looks for Arsenal in their two matches in the next game week, um, they're at home against Man U on Sunday, and then on Wednesday they go to Southampton. Um, let me tell you why, in a moment, why Arsenal players may not be your best bet. Let's go to Southampton real quick, though. Their two matches. They play at Liverpool on Sunday and then at home against Arsenal, as you know, on Wednesday. So here's a little bit of history for these teams. Arsenal versus Man U. They drew their first meeting, at least in their last two matches. The first time they met... It was a draw. Second time, actually, Arsenal lost 3-2. to two. Both of those matches were at Old Trafford. So a little bit of a different setting, but the results are not in Arsenal's favor. Now, Southampton against Arsenal, and they meet up against each other this game week. Um, Southampton actually won the first match and drew the second, and both of those matches were at Arsenal. So this one's going to St. Mary's. Um, so Arsenal don't have a very favorable schedule, um, locations, or history going into either of their two matches this game week. For South Southampton, for their second match they're looking at against Liverpool, the first time they played, it was a draw. And Southampton actually won the second match there, and both matches were played at St. Mary's. So this time they're going to Liverpool, but Southampton actually historically have the leg up on Liverpool. So Southampton isn't a bad team to be looking at here. As far as players go, um, and some specific things about Arsenal, Sanchez only has four total points in his last two matches. So not a lot of great things coming out of Alexis Sanchez right, right now. Now, he may break out of that rut this game week, but um, if the trend is holding steady, then, then be wary of him. Um, versus Manchester United, who he plays this upcoming game week. He only got one point in their most recent meeting. And then versus Southampton, he also only got one point. So the two teams that he's playing against, he has not performed well, at least FPL-wise, um, for his owners. <clears throat> as far as Southampton goes, Gabbiadini really doesn't have much of a history, this season at least, versus uh, neither Arsenal nor Liverpool. So he's a bit of a wild card with that one. Key takeaways for me uh, for these two teams is I wouldn't necessarily captain anyone from either Arsenal or Southampton. I know a lot of people like to captain Alexis, but I don't know that I would this game week just based on performance and history. So just a word to the wise. Looking then at all the other matches that are coming up in game week 36, here's some players, first players to avoid, and then we'll talk about players to look for. First up on players to avoid are a couple of defenders from Man U. Man U defense, and really in other areas of their team too, uh, players are starting to get dinged up. Uh, there's a lot of wear and tear. They're still competing uh, to try to win Europa League. Um, so as we've seen Mourinho do lately, he might start rotating players in and out. With the injury to Bailly, depending on how severe it is, 
we'll see what happens on defense. But I wouldn't necessarily make a judgment call on a Man U defender, at least as far as players like Valencia and Bayou go, until you're almost certain um, who's healthy, who's not, and then go from there. And certainly we'll post things as we learn about them or give some some suggestions. Rashford is another. Um, as we've seen, Mourinho likes to change people around and do different things. So just keep an eye on Rashford. He's been playing well lately, but if Mourinho is now more focused on trying to win Europa League, he may look to rest Rashford. Man City, Jesus is back, obviously. Aguero has a little bit of an injury, probably just dinged up, um, but he's listed a 75% chance of playing for next match. But he has shouldered the load ever since Jesus got injured months ago. Pep may look to rest Aguero, so just keep an eye on that. Or maybe Aguero plays and Pep goes with a, a slightly different formation, which could leave Sterling potentially um, sitting on the bench for City's next match. Again, it's against Middlesbrough, so not the most difficult matchup. So Pep may look to rest one or a couple of his key players. For Chelsea, Willian has been playing fairly well, and Pedro hasn't been delivering, so look for maybe a swap there. And then Gabbiadini, he's got some tough matches, although Southampton in general has um, some good history on their side. Just be careful with him. I wouldn't captain him, as I mentioned before. Jermaine Defoe, way out of form. Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend putting him on your team. And Troy Deeney as well. Just a lack of goals in general for the Watford player. All right, let's go more positive now. Players to look for. We've got City at home against Palace. Sorry, I saw I said Middlesbrough earlier. I meant Palace. My apologies. Um, so look for players like Jesus or Kevin De Bruyne. They, especially at home, and Palace was way off this weekend. You look for someone like Jesus or KDB to maybe go light it up. So look for those players. Leicester City are at home against Watford. So players like Vardy and Mahrez. Vardy's been playing pretty well lately. He might be a good one to go get. Everton are at Swansea, but Lukaku is due some goals. Barkley's always a good bet. And then, of course, you've got some defenders um, that you can choose from from Everton as well. Liverpool are at home against Southampton. They are, <laughs> Liverpool is a very spotty team, um, but they are at home. So players like Firmino, Coutinho, and possibly Origi even uh, might be good players to look at. Chelsea are at home against Middlesbrough. Players like Costa, Hazard, Marcus Alonso, Cahill, Courtois. Really, I don't think you can go wrong with any of the starting 11 from Chelsea. They are going to be stout and tough and really, as much as they can, try to solidify um, the championship for them. And Spurs are at West Ham. Spurs, of course, chasing Chelsea. There's going to be pressure on them to score goals and to prevent West Ham from scoring. So on the scoring side of things, Kane, Erickson, and Alley, of course. And then more defensively, players like Danny Lowe's, Rose and Hugo Lloris. So hopefully that gives you a little bit 
to work with in terms of players to stay away from and also players to go with. Again, we will be posting everything on Instagram at our Let's Talk Soccer page. It's really hard to believe that this season is almost at an end. Um, seems to have gone by so quickly. But with that said, let's take a look at where things stand with our Let's Talk Soccer FPL League. I know there's still some people who occasionally ask to join. Um, something I wasn't aware of when we built this league, set this up, is that when you, when you join the league, it actually resets you at zero. So I would hate for someone to join and get all their points knocked off. Um, so... I may just, uh, not that I'm ignoring your request, but I may try to do you a favor and not let you in um, just so you don't lose your points. But for those that have been playing for a while, let's go through the top 10 or so. In first place, Fantastic Stars. Second place, Max Meads on Fire. Or maybe it's Max Meds because it looks like his name is Max Meadows. Third place, Moving up to third place, in fact, somewhere in the sky. In fourth place, Pikey Power. Fifth place, the Golden Snitch, like that one. Sixth place, moving up, Nasser Spurs. Seventh place, the winner. Maybe that's a bit of a prediction. Maybe he'll move up enough to actually be the winner. Eighth place, Shield FC. Ninth place, Chelsea FC Wong. And in tenth place, Suka Rock. City. And let's see if we can find our buddy. There he is. Tidy Darts in 22nd place. Newtster. What's going on, bud? So there you have it, guys. Um, some tips, a little bit of a recap of the game week, um, and things certainly to look forward to in game week 36. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe. Please tell your friends about it. We're just a father and son who love soccer or football, depending on what you call it, where you live. Um, we like to play, we love to watch, and of course we love the fantasy side of it too, and we're super focused on the Premier League. So we're not professionals, but we're just amateurs and fans of the sport, and we happen to know a little bit about it. So thank you for supporting us. Remember, if you haven't followed us yet on Instagram, at Let's Talk Soccer page, please do. We've got well over 15,000 followers now. We love you guys who are supporting us and um, communicating with us and following us. We really are amazed by that level of support. So thank you guys for everything you do. And until next time, we say peace.